The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the 1Q Quiz, an all-new, super-challenging and super-quick daily quiz built by The Spin-Off. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply. to Fano. This is Dietary Requirements host Simon Day reporting to you from his bedroom from the weirdness that is lockdown. Just before the country went back into level four, the Dietary Requirements team had the privilege of recording in front of a live audience for Visa Wellington on a plate. On a beautiful Wellington Sunday, we set up our mics at Parrot Dog Brewery in Lyle Bay and hung out with some pretty special guests. The next two episodes are recordings from that day. The first episode features the three founders of Parrot Dog talking about their 10 years in the craft beer game. It's a slightly complicated situation for listeners as they all happen to be named Matt. You'll be hearing first from Matt Kristofsky, the marketing and brand director. Then you'll hear Matt Stevens, commercial director. And finally, Matt Warner, the brewing director. From that point on, you'll just have to work it out. Tēnā koutou katoa. No my haramai to a really, really special version of the spin-offs food podcast, Dietary Requirements. This is the first time we have ever done a live event. Our, um, our, what we do is uh, every fortnight we get together with some really interesting people from the New Zealand food and drink scene. And we talk about sort of the social, political, environmental, flavour, consequences of food and drink and, and what they say and do about Aotearoa New Zealand. I'm your host today, and my name is Simon Day. As always, I am joined by the spin-offs food editor, Alice Neville. Kia ora, Alice. Kia ora, Simon. Today, we're very, very lucky to be joined by the three founders of Parrot Dog, Matt Kristofsky, Matt Warner, and Matt Stevens. They always say, never create a mantle, a panel with only men. We've gone one better, and we've created a mantle with only Matt's. So I'm really, really proud of that achievement. Um, But back in the heady days of the pandemic-free world of July 2011, uh, Parrot Dog was officially turned from sort of a passion project to subsidise student drinking into the official thing that we have now today. Well, the, the beginnings of it, sort of 10 years later, you know, these three mates, um... Thought it would be a good idea to risk their friendship, their credit scores, their careers on craft beer. Uh, it looks like it paid off. It's looking amazing. This is like an empire, an institution. Does it feel like that? Um, this is Matt Kristofsky. Yep, Matt Kristofsky. And 
bit of a disclaimer, Simon conned us into doing this. We definitely would not have agreed to sitting up here in front of everyone. But um, We're stoked to have you, though. It's very yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure I'd describe it as a, an empire, but definitely um, a local pub where we feel like we can kind of welcome all walks of life, different demographics, including dogs. And that's what it's all about here, really. When you started, was your did you envisage that you would have somewhere like this? No, I wouldn't say we envisaged exactly what we see out here today. Um, this has definitely surpassed all the expectations for us, which is really cool. But we did always have in mind that we, we loved the idea of creating a, a local pub or something along the lines of an RSA, you know, somewhere where you feel welcome no matter who you are and... I guess where, wherever you have come from. But that idea of hosting was there early on. We did set up the first brewery with the brew house, sort of the front and centre, but never got to the point where it became a pub. But there was seven murmurs of that, so it was good to get out to Lowell Bay where we could really stretch out and build a pub out here. Is that the same, the, the, that note about building a space where everyone feels welcome, where it's all walks of life, dogs, dogs can come in. Is it the same with the beers? Because... That moment that you started 10 years ago in that craft beer where it was just starting to rise up, it did feel quite exclusive and almost snobby sometimes and like a, um, like a club for a select few. But the Parrot Dog beers to me have always felt both challenging but really accessible at the same time. Yeah, I think it's um, always been a key thing for us to stick to that sort of approachability and simplicity. And who, who are you? Matt Warner, sorry. And you make the beers, eh? Oh, I used to. Um, and so, yeah, it's always been a big part of uh, what we wanted to do with our beers, make sure, you know, a, a wider group of people will enjoy them. Um, never try and push the boundaries too experimental. It's just not something we're super interested in. Um, we'd rather just keep refining on classic styles and make them more drinkable. Do you think your clientele has changed over the years from when you launched to now? Like, are your customers the same people or has it sort of broadened out in some way? Um, I would say still the same kinds of people, but our audience has obviously widened significantly since we started. Like Dog, or Warner was just saying, I call him Dog. Um, we've kind of stuck by, by this one rule from day one, where is this a beer we'd drink a pint of? And that's kind of what guides us with the approachability aspect of, of our brewing. And that's really what makes sure we, um, we kind of appeal to a really wide and diverse audience. Have you ever made a beer you don't like? Yeah, there's been a few times we've headed off the rails a little bit probably. Um, the avocado one was quite interesting. Um, people like to give me a the bit of stick one? for that. The avocado goza. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. being sent that. and was like, ooh, um, carrot dog's going out there. Yeah, don't know what happened there. But um, there's also been a couple of things we've done on the pilot kit, which, you know, there is, a, I guess, a bit more of a space where we can push it a little bit further, um, being only 700 litre batches. But um, More interesting collaborations where, like, other people forced it a... a, a a, theory, a recipe down us, like a, a Bevana Media Collaborative Brew, where oh, they yeah. want to um, brew with, with uh, bones and uh, other things like that. So, oh, okay. Yeah, there's yeah. been a few there that have pushed the boundaries. Yeah, dog bone with um, lamb bones and rosemary. That's probably as far as wow, yeah. we've that pushed sounds, it. That sounds out there. But did it taste good, though? Did it t- that almost feels like a really savoury, rich... Yeah. A Sunday evening with a roast beer. It was a brown ale and it had the um, bones in the boil, but it was so long ago, it was Bivana 
I can't even remember what it tasted like, but it was a good time. So I love that idea that you've created both a, a community who loves your beers and a community that loves your space. And it's very cool to know that the community is also part of the reason that you were able to, to get here. When you launched that idea to, to have the community build this from the ground up, what was it like when that Pledge Me sort of started to take off? And, you know, that must have been a hell of a ride. Yeah, well, so we got a maxed out the old brewery, realized that we needed equity. The bank said no more money. And um, being a consumer product, we realized that beer originates pretty well with the wider, wider audience. So let's get the crowd involved and, and launch the equity raise. And, yeah, we, uh, we launched it in the, in the time we had a pop-up bar in the brewery for Bevana. It was the same week of Bevana. And, um, yeah, we, first of all, we broke Pledge Me and it, it crashed. Um, and then within a day, we'd sold our minimum. So we knew we were going to move to Lyle Bay. And we partied quite hard that night um, in the pop-up bar that we had there. Um, and then next day, we reached our maximum and partied hard again that night, knowing we were moving with all the, the bells and whistles we wanted to move with um, at the full amount of money. So, yeah, it's been a real interesting journey bringing on 1,100 shareholders now. Um, so a pretty wide audience and community that support the beer and what we do. And that there's a relationship with them in an ongoing way, right? You still have special events for them and they're still, you know, it's not take the money and run. Yeah, so we had an AGM two weeks ago and a ginormous marquee outside. Um, if you look at those cupboards to the left of the bar down there, there's 600 handwritten or individually uh, written handles of people's um, shareholder mugs they get to use when they come in. Um, and then obviously ongoing discounts and stuff and, and hopefully a, a financial return as we grow the company. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And so that, that is a big part, right? The company is still growing. This is, you know, the, you're looking at the next 10 years, right? What does, what does that look like for you guys? What's, what's next? Oh, production ability is all kicking off at the back as well. Um, those in the pub will notice there's a new, um, a new big yard outside where uh, you won't see it, but there's enough foundations there for some big bulk silos for grain and CO2 and more fermenters coming on their way now and another canning line. So we're definitely gearing up for a, a bigger summer yet this summer. Um, so yeah, just more of onwards and upwards really. And how's looking for a spot in Auckland going? Yeah, no, I thought you were going to ask that. Um, Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about that. We can't, we can't give much away, but yeah, Auckland is definitely a place of interest for us because we see that as, I guess, our next move in terms of our next level of growth. We've got, um, as Matt Stevens was just saying, a, a bunch of fermenters about to arrive and there's a whole lot more capacity that we need to grow into and we see Auckland as that opportunity to fill that capacity. So yeah, a big move for us will be finding a, 
I guess, a spiritual home for Parrot Dog in Auckland where we can, where we can grow from. Would you brew up there as well, or are you thinking just a, a bar spot? No, I think we'll, we'll keep production down here. It's, it was always the goal of making such a big um, production facility here, was that we could um, basically do everything we needed here for New Zealand and export. Um, so all, all the investments here, and we'll, we'll keep producing down here. And that was one of our like main our main focuses being on the industry. Where there's lots of contract brewing and multiple brewing sites, so we have everything under one roof here. Um, we we have right through from our, our brew pack um, storage and distribute and all the quality control around all those processes. So we're uh, just taking more shed out here and, and, and growing everything at Wellington. But yeah, we definitely want to localize into Auckland. Do you think it'll be like? Would you need to take a different approach in Auckland because of? the way Aucklanders are? Like, can, could you just transport this to Auckland? Yeah, we, as I guess Wellingtonians, view Auckland as almost a, another country in a way. And yeah, the idea of, I guess, picking this up and just plonking it in Auckland, we feel would not work whatsoever. So yeah, our approach in Auckland will be completely different. Can you tell us how? Like, any specific ways you would tweak this to be more Auckland? Um, just slightly more expensive pints. That, yeah, that sounds sensible. But that, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite fascinated by that because I, as an Aucklander, I love coming down to Wellington to basically eat and drink. Um, I'm incredibly full and incredibly hungover right now. Um, and I'm really grateful to Wellington for that. But it's a really um, engaged, collaborative community. And we're only just starting to sort of capture that idea in Auckland and, and realise its potential within the hospitality industry. And I think it's um, a really exciting idea for you to help facilitate um, that development uh, with, with your knowledge of what community and collaboration can bring. Has um, Birdseye, I imagine that's selling really well in Auckland, right? Your, your hazy six-pack? They're all yeah, nodding. Seems to be it's an audio format. Seems to be selling pretty well out there and all around the country. Um, so it's nice to have a product that is um, applying itself to other areas of New Zealand. What is um, your theory on why the hazy is going so gangbusters everywhere? Like at, yesterday at Beervana, everyone's sort of, the beer they're pitching hardest was, was that hazy IPA. It's, it seems super, super popular. Yeah, I think it's just, um, again, back to, it falls in line with our ethos so nicely is that it is a more approachable style of beer. It's less bitter, um, less astringent. It's got a nice, softer malt cushion, so it's just more approachable to a wider group of people. Um, and then you throw in the nice, juicy, fruity characters from hops, and it's, um, you know, it's not a million miles away from other alcoholic beverages on the market, I guess, with a bit more approachability to it. But still quite exciting and fun at the same time. Like, it's not, it's not bland at all. That juiciness, I really, you know, sitting outside in the sun before with a bird's eye is just perfection. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to get that satisfaction from something that is still a beer at the end of the day you know it's made with malt hops water and yeast um so it's nice to be able to do that i've spoken to a few brewers who hate the hazy trend are you part of that movement matt warner or are you on board no i'm definitely on board um i think we started to get on that train fairly early on um definitely not one of the first but um just like most things we'd rather be sort of third to market with a great product and sit back and just sort of refine things. So, um, yeah, no, from early on, we've really enjoyed the hazy style. 
Why do you think some brewers hate it? Um, I think there's some old school brewers who still really just long for that bitterness and the old school West Coast IPAs and whatnot. Um, but even those guys are, and women are starting to come around now as well. Some really um, super vocal people who have been against it for years and years are making a lot of them now and from their own brands. So I think it's, it's done a full tide shift. I thought we could use this session as well to um, get your advice for anyone out there who's uh, thinking about starting a business with their friends. Good idea, bad idea? Great idea. Great. Um, Seems to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going through the, the highs and the lows with a bunch of your best mates is, yeah, you, I, I can't imagine doing it any other way. It's great. It's definitely nice when uh, things aren't going all to plan to have your mates to, to share the low with and fall back on and, and brainstorm your way out of things. Um, and, yeah, despite that, we uh, still hang out on the weekends together. Um, and still uh, mates as well as business partners, which is quite good. Because you've gone from, you know, mates as students to raising families and stuff together, right? The journey's been more than just the, the beers and the, and the bar. Yeah, well, I'll tell them the cute fact, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the reason it has worked so well for us is that we were, I guess from the outset, quite clear on the areas of the business we were going to work in rather than trying to overlap each other. And that's what has really, I guess, contributed to us still being friends today. So much so that Matt Stevens has asked us two and, and Paul Watson or Waddy, the, the fourth unofficial Matt, to be his best men for his wedding. That's really cute. That's I said adorable. Equally, equally the worst men of the three groomsmen. It either means he has no guy mates or it's just us. Yeah, is it because you have no friends, Matt Stephen? Pretty much, and I just want to get a pound of beer um, for the wedding <laughs> for free. So, when when's the big day? Uh, February. It's COVID delayed a year, but um, yep. And are you getting married here at the bar? Uh, no, day the <laughs> pre-opening parties here actually get a bit of revenue over the bar, and then uh, we'll head to the boat shed in town. <laughs> Eddie wants me to ask about the true story behind um, where Shmi ended up. Yeah, was that a lie, what you told me about Natureland, Matt Kay? The parrot who um, Parrot Dog was named for. No, no lie. Um, it, is, it is trying to seed uh, rumours, I think. Yeah, so a bit of context. Our brand name Parrot Dog came from myself owning a, a pet parrot, Shmi, and Matt Water and I call each other dog. It's a pretty stupid story. But, um, yeah, I ended up having to give Shmi away because the flatmates at the time... Weren't a fan of him. Did he have Did he have banter? Did he chat? Yeah, he had he had about six words. So it's it's very cool though that his legacy lives on literally in uh in this room and in in those beers. It's it's cool. Is he actually dead? No, he's at Natureland oh. in Nelson. He, he we'll keep telling ourselves that. Yeah. I'm going to go visit him next time, and I'm in Nelson. That's for sure. Hey, so we're super grateful for your time. Um, it's been really cool getting to know you guys over the, the last uh, year or so, which is uh, the result of a partnership that the Spinoff and Parrot Dog are doing together. So keep your eyes on the spinoff.co.nz for the Bird's Eye View series, which will be coming up over the next eight months. Um, you know, you should be really proud of what you look out over today. It's, a, it's an awesome achievement. And, and the fact you are still, you know, such great mates and, and business partners at the same time. It's not it's not a small achievement. Cool. Thanks, Thank you guys. Thanks, yeah, thanks a lot. So 
A big thank you to the Mets for joining us. Big shout out to Jono and Tahi for all the work that they've done throughout the morning. Uh, thank you all for um, joining us to listen. We'll be back in about half an hour with um, Dominic McMillan from Floriditas and Kelda Haynes from Rita. Kelda. Thank you. Talo for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.